Chopper Soup Convos, we back. Jamal, how you feeling? Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? I'm all right, man. This weekend, we parlayed at Anthony's. Yes, we you did. I heard you were there until three in the morning, turned up. Hey, man, we was living a life, eating crabs, watching ladies shake it up all night. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I got low around 8-something, 8.30. Try to do the Irish goodbye. Almost got away. Yeah, you almost yeah, got saw you. Yeah, I basically got away. A lot of people didn't see me. I got dope. But you I went to you were close to your car. Yeah, I was getting in the whip. But I went to a Ghanaian function with my cousin. That joint was turned up. Hey, but it was a fun weekend, man. Uh, how do you feel about fantasy football? You know, that's around the corner. How many leagues are you in? I'm excited, nigga. I'm about to be in like three leagues, nigga. Nigga. What's the name of that guy you use again? The one that you call the White Anthony? It's just White Anthony. Yeah. And I don't know his name. Uh, you don't want to give me that? Hell no. This nigga got me to so many championships. Damn it. I knew I should have paid attention last year. Yeah. He's my favorite one. I don't use none of them other big time mainstream niggas at all. He's the only person I use, period. He's straight to the point. All the other fantasy niggas, they literally want to want you to hear them talk for like 10 minutes before they say anything. I tried somebody else out yeah, the, the other day. And I was like, dog, you don't have like, this dude puts the names in the, like, in the description. He puts the list. He puts the timestamps. There's no time wasted. He's giving you straight game. And that's my nigga. And I can't give him up. I can't. But he is white Anthony. He looks just like Anthony, but white. Oh, man. I'm going to take a picture of him. Yeah, hopefully his name is in that picture. Nah, trust me. I'm smarter than that. Yeah, I'm going to find him. Yeah, I mean, he don't really look like Anthony for real. He looks a little bit more like JT. Which JT? The one that we just seen. What other JT you know? The one from the highway? Yeah. Oh, true. JT. Okay. The one that had a, has a gap? That used to have a gap? Yeah. Everett? Shout out mm -hmm. JT. You ever hear this? <laughs> I ain't seen him in a minute. Word. The man. What else did you do this weekend? Hmm. I be forgetting what the fuck I be doing on the weekends. It's weird. Um, no, I didn't do shit else. I just this. I chilled um Sunday, but I did go to Orleans Bistro and kicked it up there for a little bit. Got me some catfish with crawfish and touffey, some bomb ass wings with some voodoo sauce. You know what I'm saying? You know I got to get my Cajun shit in. But I was chilling because you know I'm going to New York tomorrow. So I wanted to like kind of just chill, you know what I mean, that weekend. Cause I've been ripping and running like every weekend. So that was like a Yeah, and, and you're continuing by going to New York. Yeah. Going, well, going, trying to shake it up. Back, back. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there shaking my ass a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? Just rocking cool gear, networking. One of my uh DJ homies, DJ Tati, shout out to her. She from New Jersey. She gonna be up there with us too. So, you know, we on some DJ shit. Me, DJ uh, Javi Jarv, DJ Tati, you know what I mean? Just fellowship, you know? It's a nice way to put it. Mm -hmm. That's clean. 
Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into the show, man. Um, let's start with one of your favorite artists real quick. NBA Young Boy, The Last Slimito, 30 tracks. Did you listen to it? Yeah, but I don't think I listened to all 30. Some of this because uh some of the songs, if I could tell it was about too much pain and shit, I had to skip it. But if it was about that murder and that gun talk, you already know. But um, I listened to it. It was cool. And he's, I wouldn't call him one of my favorite artists, but I respect him. Uh, he's an artist that's not my favorite that I listen to. Like out of my like favorite artists that I have, who I always listen to and shit. He's somebody who's not one of those, but I actually listen to everything he drops. So was there any standout songs out of the ones you heard? Not that I remember, because I haven't li- heard it since I listened to it. I don't really need, I, I mean, I probably listen to it in the gym some more, because that's where that type of shit works for me. I don't really listen to just straight murder shit like that anymore. Now, did you hear that he sold about 108000 the first week, which is great? But unfortunately, he didn't get the number one album of the week because he lost to Bad Baboni. Baboni. Yeah, he lost to Baboni. Yeah, Man. the biggest artist in the world. It's no shame in that. But that Bad Bunny album came out in May and it's still dominating. Hey, man, people all over, like you said, the world. The world likes to party. They probably in Ibiza partying to, to that shit right now. And um, shit. So was Pitbull ever the biggest artist in the world? No. Okay, but yeah, Bad Bunny should be cranking. You know what I mean? His music is dope, even though I don't know what he's saying. And um, he wears cool clothes and has cool hair. So I mean, but, but you know who is gonna be Bad Bunny this week? Um, I just remembered. Um, fuck, Rod um, Wave. Yeah, Rod Wave. So, what do you think is the difference between Rod Wave and NBA YoungBoy? How do we Why? know Rod Wave is going to win? Because he is slated to sell over 120,000 and Bad Bunny is slated to do his normal 100, 500, 8,000 that he's been doing since his album came. Well, when his album dropped, uh, I'm sure it did over 200 the first week. Let me see. When Bad Bunny's album dropped, it did 274,000 the first week. And since then, it's been almost doing 100K a week. So by all the projections, it seems like Rod Wave will do about 123,000 and he'll get the number one album. Well, the difference is I used to work with this dude. Um, he was like a regular guy. You know what I mean? He didn't seem like a tough guy at all. Um, I don't want to really describe him, but I could, but I don't want to. But basically, he said he loves R&B and shit. Like, and he loves like old school R&B. He also loves Rod Wave. Now, he's somebody who I don't think would listen to an NBA Youngboy album. So to me, that's the difference. NBA Youngboy yeah. does have a big fan base, but there's just some people who probably can rock with some of his music who aren't going to listen to his album, as opposed that there are, like, in comparison to, like, people who are Rod Wave fans. Like, he, like, he loves Rod Wave, this dude I'm talking about. So, <laughs> salute the will of fool. Looks like he produced uh, on three songs or four songs, five songs on this project. Hold mm. on, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, about five songs on this project. 
If you don't know about Willa Fool, he's been putting in work for over 10 years. I first, you know, heard of him because of Future. Mm -hmm. He did, did stuff like Tony Montana, so many other classics. I did see a picture with Rod Wave and Future in the studio, so I assumed he was going to be on the album, but he wasn't there. Then recently, Rod Wave tweeted that like something along the lines of when, you know, someone you looked up to hates on you or something like that. So I don't know. Hopefully it's nothing too bad. But I'm glad Rod Wave is doing this thing. And you're right, because I looked at the track list of uh, Rod Wave's album and he has a song called Married next year. And then be a young boy and no rapper would do that. So he is. it's funny, he's still classified as a, in the hip hop slash rap, but he is an R and B artist. Basically, he's a singer. He's a young Gerald Levert man. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people compare him to Gerald Levert. Rest in peace. Really? I actually just came up with that just now. Yeah, I see that on Twitter all the time. Maybe you just said it went into your brain on accident. You didn't even know subconsciously. Even though he yeah. can't sing nowhere near no goddamn Gerald Levert, I don't want to disrespect. Yeah, but people, I mean, it's a, like that. It's a joke. It's like how people yeah. call used to call future future vandross or whatever it's a joke yeah, yeah i know i know i'm just i just want to put some respect on jail verse name that's all yeah but i saw meek mill talking about he was getting emotional listening to the rod wave album and then i saw other people talking about how did kids do this yeah they just know. getting sad all the time like yeah i can't get jiggy with that but i mean uh salute to rod wave for going to get that number one congrats it's interesting. How do you think he built his fan base so quickly? Because he is a young artist that we've talked about this before, that it's harder for a lot of artists to cultivate a fan base. But it seems like, what was his breakout song? I forgot, but rest in peace, Sky. She was the first person to ever put me on Raw Wave, like, word or early. And um, I was just about to say the same shit. Like, his his come up is like one of them. Who's he signed to? I know he signed somebody. Alamo. Are they like a, ma a major? They're like a 300. That's another thing. He seems like a, and this is probably the wrong term, but he seems like a grassroots type of person, kind of like an NBA young boy a little bit where he's not really like super mainstream, but he's very successful. And I don't know. I feel like he built his fan base. Oh, yeah. Hard on Ice was his breakout song. I feel like he built his fan base kind of doing going to Kevin Gates lane, kind of what Youngboy did. I feel like that that ghetto what, country. What's Kevin? Thing. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, ghetto country. I hear you. I thought, because I was about to say Kevin Gates isn't a sad rapper, to my knowledge. Nah, but he's a singing-ass nigga. Yeah. And, um, that ghetto country music. You know what I'm saying? Um and I feel like, didn't Kevin Gates have a number one album before? Yeah, was, I believe. Yeah, yeah, like 2015, the joint with two phones. There was a time where he was kind of like the. He was one of the biggest. Yeah, there was a time. It was like 2015. The biggest rappers were Kevin Gates, Future, and Fetty Wap in whatever order you want. Yeah. And so. In terms of the hottest, because Kendrick was out, Drake was out. But you mean like. In terms of the hottest in the streets, it was between those three. Yeah, and I just feel like Kevin Gates, I told the dude who, who liked Rod Wave because I was hating a little bit. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I was basically nah, go ahead. I was basically like, yeah, you know, Rod Wave, you know, he kind of took 
what Kevin Gates did and kind of just did probably does it a little more consumer friendly and but and that's no diss to Rod Wave. I respect his like how he is who he is right now. That's like you know what I mean because like, like I said, I, it's not like he's scandalous and has scandals and it's glitz and glam and wearing like thirty chains and doing all the fuck shit that we see. But I just think that people want to hear somebody cry all the time. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I just think people like melody melodic music, and he does the right melodies and says the right words that triggers people. Well, mm-hmm. that falls in line with another topic we had, you know, um, Puffy asked the question, who killed R&B? And everybody said, you nigga. <laughs> yeah, why do they say, why do they say he did? Cause he didn't pay people to want to sing, continue to yeah, sing good? Yeah, and think about it. This man is supposed to be a guy that cultivated artists, creates images, um, helps produce them. And then he turned into a reality show guy. He had making a band, he had the day 26, whenever they were like before, when, you know, when they were still putting the group together, remember they had a sing off? Yeah, that was tight. It, that was funny. It, yeah, but a lot of people were saying I mean, that. tight, like, and bad. Like, it was tight. It was <laughs> yeah. They were, like, battle rap singing. Yeah, that's, people were like, yeah, that type of stuff killed R&B, like, treating Andy it like Andy. it's a joke. Yeah, treating what it was, like it's... Diddy Dirty Money? I mean, people like that album. The night Last Train of Paris or whatever, people like that album. And I think people kind of respect Danity Kane in Day 26, if you're in the R&B or that type of R&B anyways. But, you know, people, you could say who killed R&B, it is the fusion artist because Rod Wave is considered a rapper, but he don't rap, you know? So when you take those type of guys and call them rappers, that's going to kill R&B. And uh, how do you feel about what Brent Fias tweeted earlier? He said, don't nobody care about music genres anymore. That shit primitive. Sauce that shit up and let it fly. Um, He's right. But it, to me, I just I was just had some YouTube going on in the background while I was trying on some shit. And YouTube went to a Vlad TV interview and that rapper Kyle was talking and he was talking about how he loved like his love for Kid Cudi and he mentioned that Kid Cudi was dope because he was genre bending and he didn't fit into a box and he took all these different genres and put it together and it worked and he said as an artist he doesn't want to just do one thing and I immediately thought like um what do they say um like jack of all trades master of none type of thing yeah that's what I think of that like I think Brent Fires is right but I think it people don't really master one thing anymore. They just do so many different things, which can be cool sometimes. Sometimes it's dope, but we probably don't have as many masters as we should. And it's always, it's like a business. It's like we have a lot of Amarions, people who are stars and who can sell things, but they might not have the best voices. Cause you know, being a, a star singer is all about image and shit. There's probably so many people who have like the best voices, but because they don't have the image, we're not going to see see them or hear them. So I think, you know, the 
the stardom of it is what also helps kill it too. But I didn't, I used to like, I, I still like Brent Fias, but people been on his ass about his last album and I kind of be seeing what they be saying now. Like I didn't, I didn't, he was just good at uh, harmonizing a little bit over his beats. But now when I listen, I'd be like, whoa, like that is kind of out of, out of key. And oh, <laughs> yeah, this nigga voice sound kind of crazy. I thought he was, could do a little bit better than that. Like, yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? That's kind of how Maya was, you know what I mean? She wasn't really yeah. like a singer for real. Yeah, she was a, a pretty, pretty whisper, a pretty whisper. Yeah, but yeah, I just think it's master of none, jack of all trades. So yeah. who who do you think flips around too much and hasn't mastered anything? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, there aren't well, maybe Tory Lanes because he's good. He's actually good at it though. He's actually great at it. Like his yeah, and he's you can say he's quote unquote mastered the R and B side. He's a capable rapper, but to my knowledge, all his big songs are the singing ones. So he's a good rapper. Yeah, he is. He's beating rappers in battles, many of them. Like, but he's great. He's a, he's great at what he do. Can't even lie. But he's he's better as a as a singer. So that's what he quote unquote mastered. Like I feel like the same oh, thing. Like I have a good, another great example. Even though he kind of does master the R and B, black. Uh, black isn't a rapper anymore. He he tried to be a rapper. It wasn't good, and then he became a singer. He's like, like a T Pain rapper turned singer. You know. I like black though. He's a- yeah, he's good, but. Yeah, he is an R&B artist now. Rap didn't work out for him. I don't look at him like as a, you know, there was a time when Trey songs, Chris Brown were rapping, putting out Gangsta Grills, trying to rap and sing and stuff. I feel like that era is kind of gone, but they were already successful R&B artists before they tried to expand. Um, I believe that all the artists that do try to do different things they have already mastered their quote-unquote style and then they try to do something else because they're creative people that want to expand their sound their way of thinking and their way of creating like Lil Wayne he was the king of rap and then he decided to do a rock album um yeah it wasn't good but hey uh most deaf uh put out the black on both sides classic album then he switched it up with the new danger try to go a little rock heavy but oh. it was still but it was still a good album what? a couple Why do they want i to like rock music so much because they're like hey that's our shit and we should take it because there's so there's so much potential in it and live instrumentation brings a different element of music that's missing and True. it doesn't connect all the time because hey, rock music has faded away. That's a topic I want to get into next week about how gangster rap became the dominant style of rap and how that's messed up rap music. Because gangster rap used to be the subgenre, now it basically is the genre in the mainstream, and why that's been messing up things. But that's a topic I want to get into next week because. I feel like we should watch Jason Whitlock's episode about how hip hop is grooming people to be bad. Cause I feel like he's right. Like the, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, 
Akib Talib had a league in Texas, and it was like a preseason game. This is nine-year-old league. His brother. And, yeah, his older brother, but they're saying Akib Talib is the one that, you know, started the joint. He's the one that started acting up, and his older brother shot the dude, you know, defending his little brother. But if we can get into that next That's week, why Michael Crabtree should have fucked him up. Can't believe he but, was able to grab his chain that many times. Hey, Akeem Talib is a goon. Him and his mom shot at people before, so nah, I would have people poked know in his, in his people, eyes. People his know he's crazy, so nah, he would have got his eye gouged out. This guy chain that many times. This guy has a job with Fox and Amazon, and he's about to fumble the bag. So hey, when you want to be a gangster, you're gonna go astray. Like shout out Teddy Bridgewater last year on Instagram, he made a post about. All yeah. these athletes that want to be gangsters acting like they didn't go to a top 1% school. They're the 1% in the world playing a sport for a living and they want to be goons. Like, I actually yeah. didn't like that comment. Hey, I respect I like it. it. Was, I felt like it was just pointless. I don't see that many people that want to be gangsters. Like LeBron hey, don't want to be a gangster. He's in OBJ the league. Don't That's the thing. He's in the league. He sees what he's talking about. LeBron liked it because he sees it too. So I don't know. We Lamar yeah. Jackson don't want to be a gangster. But yeah, that's the thing. All yeah. that gangster Pac-Man Jones shit is gone. Nobody really wants to be. I, I can't say that. Look at Miles Bridges. He fumbled a bag. There's a lot of dumb <laughs> niggas still. He wasn't being a gangster. He just hitting women. Nah, he was. Nah, he was being a gangster. If you listen to his music. Flipping you see, Yeah, if you see the image he was portraying, he wasn't being a basketball player. He wanted to be a rapper. Damian Lillard. Yeah, but Damian Lillard is a rapper too, but he's not portraying the gangster image. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, true. When the gangster rapper became the normal type of rap, that fucked up everything. Gangster rap was not the normal. That was counterculture. NWA wasn't getting played on the radio. They were underground compared to everybody else. But now when that became a norm, now you see how fucked up society is when the gangster rapper is the main rapper. But well, I want to expand well, that the more. Girls, the girls like the gangsters, so what the fuck are we supposed to do? Hey, man, it's not just the girls. Everybody likes it. 50 Cent said it on one of his songs. America got a thing for gangsters. They love it, right? So, yeah, American America loves gangster culture. It's not just a black thing. Look at Tony Montana, uh, Soprano, Tony Soprano, like Clint, all the, the, the Godfather. Eastwood. Now, Clint Eastwood, he's normally the hero white man killing the Negroes or the minority. He's I just meant like guy. cowboys and shit. They're kind of like. Yeah. yeah, but they're the good guys. That's the difference. The gangsters are the Native Americans that they kill, the bad guys. Mm. So, but that's the difference. But we're going to get into that next week. But I don't even. Oh, yeah, we're talking about here R&B and genres being changed. So what do you think about the conversation about whenever people say who killed what or what isn't good, obviously they're only talking about the mainstream, right? Yeah. They're probably wondering why there aren't any Drew Hills and Jodeci's and Jagged Edges and um, Luther Vandross's. And I mean, groups are gone because the human ego has become bigger than ever due to social media. Nobody wants to be in a group. Everybody wants to be, a superstar yeah. so groups are dead but even with the, the luther, human ego but even the luther vandrosses and baby faces and mariah carey's like well that era is gone because you said it yourself it's now about 
Mariah Carey is beautiful, but it's more about now the imagery. I was even talking to Anthony about this the other day. Who's the last fat white man that was a music star? Bubba Think Sparks. about it. Yeah, and he wasn't a star. He had a couple cool tracks, but he wasn't a star. Hmm, music star, fat white man. Wow, there were fat white men music stars ever? Elvis? Yeah, shout out Meatloaf. Um, I'll yeah. do anything. Fred Michael Durst. McDonald. Yeah, he's a little chubby. Fred Durst is a little chubby. But Fred yeah, Durst is not really considered fat. Yeah, he's not. That's why I said a little chubby. He's not a fat man. Hmm. I don't but think they got I'm... that many, though. I mean... That's my point. You can't be a fat man in a oh, but you can be a black successful artist. Shout you out be a Rod fat Rod. black man. Yeah, shout out Rod Wave. <laughs> He's doing his thing right now. He's very white right now. Very white. Uh yeah, Rick, Rick Ross. Shout out DJ Khaled, a fat Middle Eastern brother doing his thing. Then we're then if you're if you're not white, you can be fat, even Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's crazy. Well, yeah, see, we how can get away. How come we're allowed to do that? Hey, I don't know, man. I, I don't think they really care that much about our health. But what do you think about, um? <laughs> don't you notice that Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles by most people are considered top 10 artists of all time? And now we don't have a blind superstar and artist anymore. You don't think they still like making music? But it's because people don't want to sell a blind. How do I sell a blind person to a social media world? Or even in the 2000s, remember my man that was killing the 106 in Park Freestyles? Blind Fury. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe blind people just ain't really, like, trying to be artists like that no more. Nah, they are. I feel just... like a blind person who could, who's talented will work today. That's perfect for TikTok and all that shit. They would love to nah, post it. Nah, TikTok is about dancing. That's the reason. TikTok's just about showing off some, some shit to capture people. I, look, I work with somebody... Every time we go outside to smoke our shit, this motherfucker's on TikTok nonstop. And they don't just be dancing. It's I'm talking about when it applies to music, it's normally up, comes with a dance. That's what the music is supposed to do. I'm it's telling supposed to you, make you do something. A blind, talented person will work today. It won't. Yes, it will. It won't because that's the same reason why the male R&B star doesn't work. That's the reason why only Marion type guys are what they used to sell. Even Jason Derulo, the guy that they try to sell as the muscular, handsome dancer. Nah, they ain't going to be. That's no not a thing. good example. But I'm saying. And He's I'm not talking, cool enough like Chris Brown. Huh? Yeah. Another muscular, handsome dancer. That's what they were selling. The Neo, the Dream, those type of R&B guys, they weren't getting the same opportunities. A babyface, Joe Levert, a guy that just stands. Neo and, and the Dream stands. was doing their thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was the end of that era. Once it went into the quote-unquote trap soul, the Brent Fias party next door, Bryson Tiller, homies that can't really sing. Trey Song's fault. Well, he was more of a traditional R&B guy. He was then he tried guy. then he tried to transition and keep up. But yeah, he was he's a traditional RB guy from the 2000s. Yeah, I'm talking is. about the post 2012. That, like I said, because even the weekend and Frank Ocean, they're more like alternative pop. I'm talking about like, like I said, party next door, Brent Fiez, Bryson Tiller, the trap RB brothers. 
that's what changed everything because that's what became mainstream. Like her and those other artists that are doing their thing, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox, the ladies are still balling, but I'm talking about as the men. Yeah, that joint got shaky. Yeah, it's more underground or alternative, eclectic type stuff like Lucky Day and them. Yeah, they be doing their thing, but Vivian's doing his thing. Yeah. And that's the interesting part though, because it's like when people like Puffy, who says he started an RB label because he doesn't want to deal with rap anymore, and he's asking who killed RB, you were in the industry for over 30 years. You didn't see things changing. I just think that people just the kids don't like a lot of shit that we used to like. I mean, but I didn't like R&B like that growing up. I like the couple people. I like rap more, but I still like R&B. I still like when Cisco would go, yeah. I still like that type of shit, too. So Yeah, it was cool, but that's the difference, though, because you have to look at it as a consumer because that's what it is all about at the end of the day when people are asking about who killed what they're asking why does it not as popular how come it doesn't sell as much but that's like saying why aren't tv shows as popular why isn't lyrical rap as popular why isn't um there's a lot of cool shit that the kids don't like man they don't like shit they don't even like watching full basketball Nah, you can't even say but that's the difference though lyrical quote-unquote rap isn't as popular that's subjective because kendrick is still a superstar j cole you know, certain artists are still successful, but when you're talking about R&B, the biggest R&B artist right now, I would assume is, I guess, Summer Walker, because I look at the... SZA. Eh, she hasn't dropped in like it's half SZA. a decade. It's SZA. It's SZA. She hasn't dropped it's SZA. Her it. song was number one. Which one? Forgot how it goes. But this summer, as I, in like in May, April because the dude i was telling you about i used to work with he would have the radio playing at low volume and i heard her song like six times a day i can't believe she's I can't never had a number one song i was talking about the r&b charts oh, but okay. she had songs that were bigger than summer walkers that song that i'm talking about bigger than summer walkers f you fuck you is what it's called i think okay yeah it's scissor to me period i don't know man her control album i don't think summer walker did that uh, I don't know. You could argue. I've heard people say that her last two albums are just as good, if not better, especially over it. It's SZA, period. Hey. SZA got this shit on a lot. Wait till she drop. Hey, man. I see Control is triple platinum from 2017. And uh, over it, by summer walker 2019 is double platinum and still over it um let's see i think it's almost go i'm trying to see how much it did the first week because i know it went it did well so it don't matter if she go platinum she already platinum I mean, but so you're telling me I'm just so, saying you know, something. Oh, so oh yeah, so Scissor, yeah, I was just says Summer Walker still over it did 166,000 the first weekend. It was the uh first number one album and first 
R&B number one R&B album by a woman since Beyonce in 2016. I'm putting so, SZA above her, player. I don't give a fuck. Hey, SZA didn't even do that. It's also I the biggest opening weekend. SZA's with Top Dog. Who's Summer Walker with? Love Renaissance. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm putting yeah, SZA. Exa- no, it's SZA, not- though. SZA's the best one. Yeah, you're saying the best. I'm saying who's the most successful. We having two different conversations. Sizz is the most successful and the best. Summer Walker blends hip hop and all this other shit. I like Summer Walker actually a lot, but I'm putting Sizz above her. All right, I'll say Summer Walker is more successful because it says she's more successful and she's done more. She's put. She just had a. She just did a. She just albums. had a better first week. That don't mean you're more successful. Yeah. Who sold more shit in in total? Like I said, SZA's album is triple platinum in five years. Summer Walker's album is double platinum in three years. So it's kind of similar to me. In five years, Summer Walker's album will be triple platinum too. You don't so know that. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it will just based on the trajectory because it's not like an album like that with a lot of successful records is going to continue to get charts especially with how labels move whenever an album an artist is about to put out a new album they update the RIA so they get more plaques but yeah i mean SZA she's been trying to come out with an album for sure when it drops it is going to do very well oh yeah did we forget Beyonce she put an album this year isn't she still number 1 she's above basically? this conversation <laughs> She's a goddess. We don't have to mention her. I thought about that too, but I was like, nah. Just like when we talk about Detroit people, there's somebody that's not getting on my list. Even though uh, I'm not necessarily saying he's above it. Yeah, he's just an uncle, so he you don't want to put him in with the kids, I understand. Oh, uh, if you're talking about that person, he's never... I'm, I'm talking about Detroit as in the sound, how like how the clips aren't Southern rappers, basically. This Who are you talking about? Getting, this rapper is not getting on my Detroit tier list because he doesn't make Detroit music. Who are you talking about? Sean Anderson. Oh, yeah, he's irrelevant. Who cares? Oh, oh. We're talking about niggas. What album did he put out this year? Okay, never mind. Yeah, he don't. And I definitely wasn't talking about no damn Royce the 5'9. Because that's who, who's the uncle you was talking about? Nah, payroll. Oh, no, payroll getting on my list. Nigga, you got me twisted. Uh, I thought he wouldn't qualify because. Nah, uh, he qualifies. He's the, right. he's the king of, he's the dad of all these young niggas. Mm, I feel you. Dope boys cash out, man. Yeah, but uh, you could say Peasy's and Teeny's side influence is bigger. No, I feel like Dope boys cash out influenced all them. Yeah, but then, because going in, well, hey, we can continue this on the other side. On part two, what it do, we about to pause real quick, start the second half, and we're going to get into Detroit rap power rankings, Atlanta rap power rankings, and more shenanigans. We'll yeah, we about that. to take a Jalof break real quick. We'll holler at y'all. Nah, not Jalof for me. Right now, I'm about to get some young Alfredo, you know, baby mama meals. I'm getting Jalof and Fufu and a goosey. So, just, right. I mean, we'll holler at y'all. We'll be right back. All right, yeah, Jamal's about to get a heart attack eating all that stuff this late. Bless. And we're black. All right, so 
Biggity, biggity, black. Biggity, biggity, black. What area, what city do you think has the best rap scene right now? Um, For me, I would have to say Detroit. That's and why, why so? Because it's the beats that they pick. Well, it's biasness. They pick beats that remind me of Cash Money and shit. Um, remind me of like West Coast funk driven beats. They talk a lot of cash shit. Talk about being on your grind, being a man. You know what I mean? Sometimes having to sit down for a little bit so you can come up later. They just have more principles and shit that I, I want to hear. Um, and it's they have songs with like seven niggas rapping on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of crazy. That's cool to me. It's just different compared to what I've listened to in the last decade. True, and they're not true. so melodic driven. So yeah. it's like just my own personal reasons. Yeah, but they can do the melody. Rap. Yeah, they're still rappers for the most part, keeping the essence of rapidy rap. Yeah. They are the land of rapidy rap if you consider Eminem and Royce. And D12, that's another yeah. example of like seven niggas on a song. Yeah. Shout out Danny Brown. He's a rapidy rapper from Detroit and Big Shine. He's a rapidy rapper, but he got that ODB type of swag. Nah, he's a rapper. He's he doesn't do, wild. He doesn't do ODB stuff. It's just his voice. He's a rapidy rapper. Ten nigga raps. Yeah, I guess. But he's not a character like you think. Not character. His style just gets a little ugly and messy. Yeah, because his voice. That's it. He doesn't move. He doesn't flip styles like Buster ODB used to. I used to think he was one of that, but now nah, he's a rapidy rapper. But he's good though, and I like his crew. But um, do you have your power rankings of Detroit rappers ready? Yes. Uh, go ahead and break it down. My A tier is Four Two Doug and Babyface Ray. Okay. 4-2 Doug, because I'll have to slide him a little bit above Babyface Ray because of the Maybach song. I heard that in clubs and parties a lot. And that's really the main reason. Babyface Ray is because LaMelo Ball said that was his favorite rapper. Um, Babyface Ray is one of my favorite rappers. I see, I feel like he's the second most like visible rapper um, behind 42 Doug. And um, so that's my A tier. My B tier, I would have to say, and this is in no order, I'm gonna have to say Icewear Vezo, Sada Baby, T Grizzly, Payroll, and Boldy James. Mm. Icewear Vezo, I feel like he's been cooking up a lot. There's a lot of people I see who I don't really talk to every day, but I see Icewear Vezo's music like on people's stories and shit. Um, he's with QC. His jewelry game is crazy. I know that's a funny reason, but he just, he makes himself visible. Um, payroll, I'm putting in B because that's just a personal bias of mine. And because to me, he's like the the new Blade Icewood. He kind of set off this scene. Like he got shit that I listened to from 2013 when he wasn't as known. And he got more popular later in his career. But I feel like he influenced like all the rappers now. He kind of, He's like the Gucci, how Gucci like kicked the door down and allowed people like him to come up instead of just like the ludicrous and TIs of Atlanta. 
Gucci like let the street niggas in Atlanta and they never gave it up again. And then um Sada Baby, obviously he's B because his um house party joint and the joint he had with Nicki Minaj and he has like a few hits, you know what I'm saying? But he's sliding down, but his hits are keeping him in the B for me because he's he's pretty visible. T Grizzly, I feel like he has a pretty okay fan base. He had a big hit, but he's like Sada Baby. He's lower than Sada Baby. He's sliding down. But if you mention Detroit to somebody like my brother who doesn't really know about the scene, he's probably going to mention T Grizzly. And then I'd say Boldy James because he's kind of amongst the Griselda people and he has like the underground boom bap people's attention out of Detroit and he's holding it down for that section. You know what I'm saying? Some people could argue that he should be lower than the next people I'm about to mention. My C tier is Peasy, V's, GT, Baby Smooth, and Bang Gang Lonnie. Bang Gang Lonnie to me is like a payroll. They like the West Side rappers who kind of were putting on for Detroit before Detroit got this spotlight. And then when Detroit got the spotlight, they couldn't really jump ahead like the East Side niggas could. And then um, PZ and Baby Smooth, I feel like I, Baby Smooth is lower than PZ a little bit, but, but you know, he has his fans. Like people mention Baby Smooth, people mention PZ. V's should be higher, but he don't work as hard. And GT, you know what I mean? He's another person that's you know i mean pretty visible and you you know i mean you'll see him around if you pay attention to the scene and my d tier i have drago and benno cash kid cash doll and i would put that dude from qc but i don't remember his name mm-hmm. and that's my tears for detroit rappers i appreciate that breakdown that was nice uh tears are great because they do give you more clarity uh, shout out Bill Simmons and his book of basketball. He had uh, his list of the top 100 players of all time and put them in tears because, yeah, everybody, they all Hall of Famers, but there's levels to it. So I like how you use that to break down your uh, rappers. I just did it an old school power ranking, just one through 10. And this is more so based on what I see, what I'm hearing, what I've been fooling with. And uh, there's some artists that made yours that didn't make mine. So shout out to Sada Baby and T Grizzly. They didn't make my list. (laughs) Uh, Honorable mention, Baby Smooth. That used to be my man. He's been kind of struggling recently. I hope he gets his swag back. GT, he's been doing his thing. He's getting better. I like his song with Currency. He had a different swag on there. I remember playing that for Ose the other day. He was like, oh, Detroit, they have a guy like this. He thought he was like there, like a- Sugar Free? Yeah, something like that, because he was swagging on that track. He was like auto-tuned swagging. Mm. And, and then Dragon Bano, they used to be, they were like my entry point to Detroit rap for real. But then they disappeared. They got lost in the sauce, but they mm-hmm. back. They got a song called Sorry I Was Trapping. That joint goes hard. But yeah, let's get into my top 10. Uh, number 10 is V's because, yeah, he doesn't work that hard. He has a lot of songs that are dope. I wonder if a part of his, uh, I guess, problems with Ganger not coming out is because he has a lot of leaks. There's a lot of these songs out there, leaks on YouTube's on the web. So I don't know. He's got to fix that. 
Number nine, this is a sleeper. Uh, he signed the Danny Brown's label. His name is Bruiser Wolf. He's dope as hell. Um, he is like the Detroit sugar free. He's mm. got he's got too much sauce. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of his album that came out. Oh yeah, it was called a uh, Dope Game Stupid. It came out last year. That joint's dope. But yeah, check out Bruiser Wolf if you're trying to he'll listen to some money music, some player jiggy stuff, and you're trying to get your hustle on. Uh, number eight, I got Baldy James. Uh, I think he put out a project recently with a producer named like Big Big Bad Man. Like, of course, he's best known for his stuff with Alchemist. He's a dope rapper. He gives you that gritty street rap. His voice and tone is dope. Uh, and he has different styles. He has a project with a um, jazz composer that he did like over 10 years ago, but it came out last year or something. Oh, man, I know you rap backpack nerds. Love that. Oh, yeah, it was good. I was like, wow, he was always good. You know, shout out to his cousin, uh, Chuck English, that, you know, always tried to help him out and try to help him rap when he was in the streets. Yeah, Baldy, he's doing his thing. Um, Seven, I got Los. Oh, I forgot about Los. He's been balling for I'll a put while. Him in the um, he's been doing his thing. Shout out his brother, Nutty, the White House. Shout out Daisy Lane. Uh, I think they found their sound. They know what to do. They don't stray from it. And they just give you raw street tales. One thing about Los and his brother Nutty, shout out Nutty, he's honorable mention, is because I say them together because they work so well together. They brothers, they work a lot. They do a lot of stuff together, but they're too raw. You know they was in the field. I can't now, wait to get his hoodie, uh, pussy ass niggas ain't got no love for me, like the acronym. Yeah. I'm copying some of his gear. That's what's up. Number six, I got payroll. He's been balling, put out a project this year. He was for real my entry point into modern Detroit rap with Doughboys Cash Out. I remember fooling with them in college, sleeping on Team Eastside. I was a Doughboys Cash Out guy. You know, I was a silly youngster thinking I have to pick sides between strangers. I don't know. But hey, Payroll, his project this year was solid. He produced all of it. He's still giving you game. Like you said, he is the pioneer. The pioneer. He's he him and PZ are like uh the Jeezy and Gucci that they help bring in that new wave and flavor. Definitely. The payroll payroll is definitely, you know, the one that is the new blade. Even PZ said it recently that yeah, payroll is the new blade, like he is. Mm -hmm. So he's the legend. Number five, baby money. That that nigga, see. That's the QC dude. Yeah, my, yeah, Montclair jacket, a instant banger, but he's hard. He's getting better. I like seeing his style. He gives me a different flavor, Detroit. You know, cause he's a real brother that's in the streets. I was really getting active. I think he's a West Side brother as well. So yeah, shout out Baby Money, cause I see him a lot, and he's doing his thing. Uh, number four, Vezo. Uh, he's in an interesting place in his career. You know, Rich Off Pints 3 came out recently. And I would argue it's the weakest one out of the three. Uh, he signed the QC. He's obviously trying to take a leap in his career. Nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, hopefully it works out, but I don't know if Phil, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I think his I'll, beats are getting too trappy. I mean, eh, well. Like the sit down in that section of that era of Vezo and like the lick and all that shit, those beats were like, like heavy and like they were like Detroit, but they didn't have like the 80s mob sound that Detroit be using or like the uh, heavy bass line. I want, I want him to get back to those kind of beats. That's Word. my favorite Bezo. True. Uh, number three, even though he's locked 4-2 Doug, he's been balling. His project with ESTG was hard this year. I liked his feature on... Um, I didn't like that project. Yeah, it was hard, like the songs I heard. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I saw, I heard a couple of tracks. I liked what 4-2 was doing. Um, I liked his verse on... Uh, what's that, John? The Lil Baby song that didn't go anywhere and you didn't even hear it visas on it you dig yeah and i and i like the his verse on the joint uh with future his album i like his verse on that i like that song Uh, just just like me and number two ray face album has been cranking the deluxe was in kind of underwhelming but he is taking the leap to the next level he's eating independently doing his thing Hopefully, I want him to see if he can do a project with these. Looks like we missed the boat between him and Vezo doing the project because that would have been great. But, uh, that would have been cool. And then number one, Peasy, because his project, he's the hottest one in Detroit right now. Two Million Up is the hottest song in Detroit right now. That joint bangs. The Hustler versus the Scammer joint goes. The intro to his album, Shoot Out South the Lamb. His album is fresh, so he's number one. He's the one that he's rocking again. He's back, you know, since he's been out. He's put out a couple projects, but none of them hit like this one. He's put out a lot of cool songs, but none of them cranked like two million up. So I'm giving PZ number one right now because he has the hottest album. He just dropped, you know, he has the benefit of recently dropping and it's fire. Like Vizo recently dropped too, but it didn't crack, so... But yeah, I'm, I'm putting Ray above PZ, but I respect it. Yeah, like I said, the reason why PZ gets the benefit of doubt, he's literally the hottest right now. He just dropped. True. Ray dropped in February. His songs are still cool. Songs yeah. still hitting. But hey, it's not it's not summer. It's different when your album drops in the summer and it's rocking. It's different. Yeah. I go places and I hear the PZ two million up fast. Mm. People play that joint because, like, it's a classic sample and he kills it. Which one is that one again? Two million up. That's the joint um, that he raps on. Um, don't you know it's the way of life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Yeah. That joint, yeah. That joint goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm giving it to PZ. Check out his album, Only Built for Diamond Links. Yeah, that joint goes now. Detroit, you said is number one. I'm not mad at that. I agree with you. Look at all the rappers we just named. They got a strong scene for sure. Now, what about Atlanta? That used to be known as number one. Um, they technically still are, but just not for me personally. Yeah, sorry. Right. So, break down your tears with Atlanta. How do you have it looking like? Because they're in a weird place. Thug and Gunna being incarcerated messed up a lot of things. R.I.P. Key, uh, it's tough out there right now. What do you think about their scene? 
Atlanta's tier for my eight tier, I got Lil Baby, of course. I got Gunna, Future, Thug, and Playboy Cardi. Uh, Baby, because he's their main biggest star to me right now. Everybody loves him. Gunna is next because everybody loves Gunna. I know he's locked, but he's still up there. And I'm not even doing this in a particular order besides Lil Baby being at the top. Future, I mean, he's the the god, you know what I mean, of their of all of them. And his album fucking cranks. And he what album is this for him? Or like what like what year is this for him as a rapper? 12? Yeah, 12 years. Uh his 11th year in the mainstream. I believe it was like his ninth album. 11 years in and you dropping albums like this? That's crazy. Bro. Yeah, his biggest song of his career is this year. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So he's in the A-list still. Thug's in the A-list because he's just Thug and everybody loves Thug. And I can't not have him in the A-tier. That's just weird. Um, Cardi is in the A-tier because he's the one who's not necessarily street, even though he wakes up and every time he goes to sleep, he thinks about murder. Um, Cause you know what I mean? He's, he's a, he's a star. He's, 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 he's Cardi, man. I don't even know. I don't got to explain it. My uh, B-tier is Migos, Gucci, 21 Savage, uh, Yachty, Lotto, and Money Man. Money Man's in my B tier because he's like their underground king. You know what I mean? Can I call him a UGK? Yeah, he is for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Money Man's because niggas love Money Man. He's their pastor. Like, there's a lot of niggas who need Money Man in their life. And they, they like, like how I listen to certain people, like I want to ride around to them and they give me game and just motivation. That's what Money Man does for a lot of people, even though he's not that known on the mainstream. But I will put him in the B tier. Lotto's in the B tier because she's one of the, she just makes good music and she also happens to be one of the dope female rappers out there. Yachty's in the B tier because like when we talked about him the other day, you mentioned how much of a star he is. He's kind of slipping a little bit musically. How much of a star he was. He's not yeah. that anymore. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen a commercial or nothing from him in a while. 21 Savage could be in the A, but I'm putting him in the B. And Gucci's in the B because he's just a grandpa. You call him Grandpa Gucci. And same thing with Migos. You know, they're not really out there. I mean, they're not even a group anymore. So C tier, I got Nudie, 2 Chains, Got It, Sofago, J.I.D. And my D tier is Earth Gang, BK the ruler, Young Maul, Kenny Mason. What do you think about that? Am I, am I letting too many people in? Uh, nah, it's just basically. BK the ruler shouldn't be there, right? It don't matter to me. I mean, based on. I like BK the ruler. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, based on what you just said, uh, sounds like a lot of. Sounds like Detroit's rap scene is better. Uh, I mean, I said that. <laughs> yeah, because I know you mentioned a lot of people you don't listen to. Who, like Boldy? <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Well, I'm talking about in Atlanta. You mentioned more people you don't listen to. I mean, I don't listen to Earth Gang. I like Young Maul. I don't really listen to Kenny Mason. I don't listen to J.I.D. like that, but I respect him. He's one of the lyrical, spiritual niggas in Atlanta, and he has a lot of fans. People love J, uh, J.I.D., I'm going based off of like what I see too. So Fago is a young rager that yeah. the kids like, and 
I mean, he's probably above Goddard, honestly. God has been putting in work, RP to his brother Key. Yeah, God it has been doing his thing. I've been seeing people fool with him more, even before mm-hmm. his brother passed away. People were fooling with the jerk album. Nudie's in the C, even though Nudie probably should be in the B, honestly. I should put Nudie in the B. And two chains is in the C because you know, I you know, I kind of don't even want to put him on here, but he's two chains. He put in work and he's a legend period so but yeah nudie should be in the b and i don't want to put yachty in the c because of the work he put in he's still a little yachty so i'll put nudie in the b okay that's interesting so do you think that uh there are artists that should have been there but maybe they didn't live up to their potential or did you just put everybody you could think of that rap recently in atlanta in there Somebody who had potential. Um, Thousand Band Fani and Uno the Activists have potential. Um, True. Young, young bands have potential. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can't really think of nobody else. I mean, Pee Wee Longway could have been in there, but you know, he just he's earlier. He and yeah, that's all I can really think about for real, for real. Bet. Uh, let me run through mine real quick. Uh, number 10, I have Gucci. Um, I liked his song where he was a trolling NBA young boy earlier this year. And the diss in the dead was a good message, how he's trying to tell people to stop that nonsense. Smoking on Pookie Lope tonight. Yeah, you know, but he learned it from his lesson. Don't do that no more. I, just because I did it on me, you guys got to do it. Uh, number nine, I got Lotto. She's one of the young ladies balling that can make a successful song. Uh, I said six. Yeah, a successful song. And she can rap. She can make a, a hit and rap. So that's good. Number eight, Money Man. Yeah, he is underground. Dime. His big, big Money album came out earlier this year. I saw people rocking with it. Not as much as his album last year, but he is still active and producing. Seven, Nudie. Um, six, Cardi. I wish Cardi dropped more. He could be in the top three if he worked harder. Nudie, he has his style. He has his niche. He works with his same four or five producers, and it works. Is it as good as his previous stuff? Maybe not, because he doesn't have as many Pierre beats. But I've seen a couple people say that they liked how more menacing his lyrics were this time around. So, hey. I guess he you was know pretty gangster on this So yeah, he was going hard. So yeah, that album EA Monster goes. He might he probably should be number 6 cuz Cardi don't do nothing. And I don't think it's just the Pierre joint. His last shit <laughs> didn't have all Pierre. And it's still it? rock. I don't know. I feel like you didn't like that one as much either. Which what was that one called? 8 Ball or some shit? Nah. Let me see if I can find it. Nudie Land 3 or some shit? <laughs> no. His project last year, Rich Shooter and Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah, Rich Shooter with all the guns and shit. And he's sitting on yeah. all the guns and the skulls and shit. Yeah, and Dr. Evil was good. Was yeah, Dr. Evil, that, that didn't have all Pierre stuff. Yeah, no Pierre. Yeah, and that, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't, so I'm not really thinking it's just a Pierre. I just think these beats just don't really hit as hard. But, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Those beats goes uh yeah six cardi he probably should be lower though a whole lot of red is 2020 hasn't done much since uh 
Number 521, because he's still doing his thing, killing his feature verses. He helped Drake get a number one song after people hated that Drake album. And he helped Drake get a smash song last year, too, with that other joint, the Project Pad joint. So 21, hey, he'd be helping Drake get a hit. And I'll tell you what, maybe, mm. he should, maybe he should do some more stuff for himself. Uh, number four, Thug. But maybe I could have put 21 higher because before Thug got locked, the last thing he did was punk, and I didn't like that that much. Yep. Number three, Gunna, because, yeah, even though I don't like it, DS Forever is his most successful album. Pushing P was banging. There's a couple tracks on the album that go. Uh, I saw pictures of Thug and Gunna today. Sure you did, too. Uh, I hope they keeping their spirits up. Maybe it seems like Gunna might be getting out soon. Who knows? We'll people see. People need to stop making fun of people in jail. They said Gunna looked like I'm Dante in that picture. Who's that? The dude with the glasses. That's like a reaction nigga. Oh. I think he, he kind of like he kind of looks like the guy who loves Steph Curry. Yeah, I'm not lost. I'm not aware. You know the dude who'd be like, look at Curry. Never mind. Nah, Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry about it. it's not my dimension. Uh, number two, little baby. Whoa. Yeah. What do you mean? Whoa. Future bias. A, it's not future bias. <laughs> you you didn't even listen to little baby's song because it went nowhere. Like he's so put out a lot. Likes him. Yeah, but he's put. But he, no album is out yet. A lot of songs have come out, but now he's saying, "Oh, now my first single is about to come out." Yeah, you know why? Because none of those songs did what they were supposed to do. But now he's about to drop the girl song. And he's been great... throwing. I don't know. If, now it didn't sound like a girl song. It sounded like a little another little baby song where I'm working hard. Yeah, it didn't sound like a girl song. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like he's getting too redundant and losing himself. He might lose if he doesn't switch up his production and flows. And that's why number one is future because. He's having his most successful album and song right now. His album bangs, like you said, he's a decade in and he's still producing heat. For me, he has the best album that has come out of Atlanta this year. So that's why he's still number one, because his album is still doing numbers, still has the biggest rap song of the year. So not saying because hey, little baby. Yeah, it's an R&B hook, but it's two rappers on it, rapping. But I would say Lil Baby definitely, it looks like he's rolling out to drop his album soon. His documentary is about to come out. He should be number one the next time we do these power rankings. But as of now, I'll still say future. But uh, it's, like how LeBron, it's like how LeBron's not the best anymore. That's what future is. KD, Lil Baby is like KD. Yeah, but KD's not the best. Giannis is the best player in the world. All right, well, Lil Baby's K Giannis. Can't say that when your last album was 2020. That's what I'm saying. La brothers, when was Giannis' last championship and MVP? Uh, his last finals MVP was uh, 2020, but he balled in go. the playoffs this year. He uh, made first team all NBA Lil Baby this balled year. in the playoffs last summer. Yeah, and that album wasn't good, though. I don't like his album with Dirt. Come on, every chance that I get. Yeah, but I, I like that song, but I'm saying that album, that song wasn't on their album. That was on DJ Khaled's album. On their album, Dirk outperformed him. Dirk's been better than him in the last year. So that's why I don't look at Little Baby like, oh, he's the man. Yeah, he was the man in 2020. 
Then last year, Dirk out rapped him on their album. And then this year, he's put out a lot Uh-oh. of songs is that a, didn't do nothing. Is he a pandemic rapper? There's a few people who are doing stuff in the pandemic <laughs> who aren't really doing it anymore, like the baby. Nah, the baby messed up his opportunity by disrespecting gay people. He got and punching people and shooting people. Nah, it's because he disrespected the gay community. When you... gangster when gangster rap is the number one culture, then all that negativity is good. Hold on, why did he disrespect gay people? What do you say? Last year, Rolling Loud. That's why he got canceled. He fucked up everything. Oh he yeah, said, I forgot. He said, "Put he your said, hands up if you don't said, have AIDS and you aren't." <laughs> A man sucking dick in the parking lot. Yeah. He said he had a that. Yeah, he's weird. He said he had a Burger King deal that was about to come out. He had big concerts. He was he had he fucked up millions of millions, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars by being a dickhead. So that's why he fumbled. Little baby. But no, we were already on his ass though about his SpongeBob beats. Yeah, exactly. But they were still working. And then he had a number one song on rock called Rockstar, which wasn't one of those beats. He did switch it up and it worked because yeah. he still knows how to make catchy music. He's True. a good songwriter. So that's the thing. But it if your music is good, all that bullshit don't matter. No, yes, it does. When you diss the gay community and they press buttons in the entertainment industry. Gay yes, it does. Yeah, nigga. Like I said, he lost the Burger King deal because of that. What other things did he lose because of that? He lost a lot. They're not going to give you the same rollout. Who do you Damn. think runs these companies? Yeah, remember he was banned from performing. I forgot. That's what I'm saying. Who then the gay think? community said he can perform now. Yeah, after he apologized. That's what I'm saying. Who do you think runs this stuff? He should have did a song with Lil Nas X. Hey, sorry. Oh, see, little, little Nas X probably should have been our on our list for Atlanta rappers. Nah, that nigga's out of here. He's a pandemic person. <laughs> what is he doing now? Uh, I don't know. Chilling. Still making devil shoes and twerking on the devil? I don't think so, but hey, I don't pay attention to that. So, but um, <laughs> probably should have been on our list. We would have to put him on there. He's successful. He is. He would be number t- at least number ten over Gucci. He would be he in my had- C list. No, nah, he would be in my C tier under the Gucci. Yes. See, I don't know what your tiers are because for Gucci's in a B tier. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. The A like, tier is Lil Baby, Gunna, Future, Thug, and Cardi. Gucci's not with them. He's a grandpa. Yeah. He's with Migos, Twenty One. Migos Lada. don't exist anymore, like you said. And yeah, and Yadi ain't no damn B list. He's cooked. He hasn't had a hit in years. So he's under Nudie. Yeah, yeah, he's an underground rapper. Now. But he has more he, people. More people know him still. Yeah, because of what he did seven years ago. So what? Yeah, I would switch Nudie. I would switch Nudie and uh, Yachty. Think about uh, it. When was the last time you heard Yachty at a function? Pardon me? All right. And when was the last time you heard Yachty around, like, uh, did you have you ever went anywhere and people had conversations about a Yachty project? No, never in my life, ever, even when he was a star. Well, probably when he was a star. Yeah, see, so yeah, that's what I'm people like. love nudie. I've heard nudie. That's lot. what I'm saying. Nudie, just like Money Man has real fans, nudie has real fans. Yachty don't have that. Yeah, nudie's in a B, Yachty's in a C with two chains. Got it, Sofago and JID. Yeah, even Sofago, I think he's kind of out of here. I, I don't know, I don't be hearing him as much with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, we, I don't I think sh- the kids even like the rage shit that much. Yeah, only the, the weird ones. Yeah, the alternative, the alternative the ones who don't like, get girls and shit. 
shout out Destroy Lonely. I see a lot of young people like him. Is yeah. rage music for people who don't get girls? I, I don't think so. I don't know if it's for people that don't get girls. I think it's for people that want to hear futuristic beats. They like video game beats. Yeah, niggas who like video games too much but I, don't girls. You think so? I think so. I mean, unless you own, like, 2K, that don't count as a video game. But it is a video Sports game. games aren't video games. Niggas who really, like, play, like, Assassin's Creed and shit like that. They don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I like Assassin's Creed. And I, like- I know, because I got little cousins. You know, they're kids, so I'm not talking about them getting girls or nothing, but uh, they fuck with the some of the rage music, and they play, like, but they be playing, like, 2K, FIFA, I think they be having a, a, one of those shooter games, Call of Duty. So, but I mean, though, a video game is a video game, bro. Uh, mm, no. I know what you mean. They're not, I mean, there's like- Street people he, play 2K and shit. Like street niggas don't play like God of War and shit like that. And <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite well, niggas for, love the rage stuff. Fortnite is a shooting game though, isn't it? In its essence. Yeah, but it's- It is. Um, yeah, it's, but it's- It's a shooting game. There's no game. blood. It's a shooting, yeah. It's a shooting game, basically for Family Guy niggas. It's like if you like all the cartoons and theatrics, yeah. It's no blood because it's for the kids, but it's all guns and trigger play. And building I, like forts and shit. Building goons, yeah. But yeah, I hear you though. So dang, eat. If you like eat, you don't get cheeks. Um. Yeah, his music, yeah, because his music is saucy. So Fago is cool, but it's a little too experimental. Like, like Trippy Red's a rage nigga, but I feel like Yeet has way more sauce than Trippy Red. Yeah, he does because he's not a depressed boy. Yeah, Yeet Yeet's really swagging. about his yeah. He's really about his paper. He's really about his Tonkas. And he's his, really about and his, his twizzies. Yeah, twizzies. Twizzies. Yeah, twizzies. You know? is called. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have time. He he's about the little geek. So I. His yearbook fool, picture is funny. Word. I fool with um. Oh yeah, it's funny. Before we go, I gotta bring this up. This is how I know I'm not in the loop of rap anymore, like I used to be. I found out like on Wednesday that four weeks ago, Lucky and Baby Smooth were beefing with each other on Twitter. That they're like the same person to me. Yeah, and to a lot of people, that's what made it funny, because Lucky. Is the OG quote unquote in this situation? He was out a longer. He's been a known rapper since 2013, 14. So he said, so he made a subliminal diss on Twitter when he said, you know, he, uh, you know, along the lines of, you know, a nigga's washed up when they rapping on Yeet beats. He's like, chill, bro, let the kids have something. <laughs> and then because Baby Smooth put out a song that was on a yeet, a fake yeet beat. It even had the bells in it. Oh he got, man! Yeah, <laughs> I like got, how yeet has his own thing in the raid sound. The bells. Yeah, he got uh, Baby Smooth got mad and talking about man, I'll spin on niggas and you need to get your M's up and get your bodies up and hey, I'm not putting down nothing and whoopie whoop. And then Lucky's like, hey man, I wasn't even talking about you. I was. Sneak dissing thousand band funny, but then they but then the beef started already. Where he's like, Oh man, uh, Lucky was like, Man, it's baby smooth ain't richer than me. He gets like 5,000 a show, he's not eating. And how then, you gonna sneak this thousand band funny when <laughs> Yeet and all them were influenced by thousand band funny? 
He's a rage yeah. pioneer too. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Not really. To me, he is. Not a rage. He's a video game. Up to the rage comes from the video game shit. That was yeah. about when Fani was doing the video game shit. Yeah, but everybody was. That was the sound. Shout out the beat plugs. But Mexico Cardi Joe. came up with Thousand Band Fani. Like they are he. Like it would be no Cardi if it was if it, if there was no Thousand Band Fani. That's not true. Yes, it is. It's not. Even though Cardi used to just <laughs> kind of copy everybody. It's though. it's really more so Thousand Band Fani is there, but it's really Uno is more connected with Cardi. He's more influential on Cardi's sound than not Fani. To not to me. I, yeah, because I mean, who knows more of like a young thug kind of? Nah, you got to hear nah. Even you can hear uh the song What it was like on one of the V Long joints. What, yeah, it's both of them on it, and people don't know who's who. Yeah, because yeah, they are the same. They're, they're, they're remember, the remember we said those three were supposed to be the Cardi Migos, yeah, they were, but that's the thing. A lot of people were giving all the credit to Cardi when he was doing his thing for sure, but. It was more so like Uno, they were all doing their thing. They were all like, they all have like a similar style, but Uno to me was the more like creative one out of all of them. Yeah, he's that's why, like, you look in, you can listen to a song that came out last year called Captain Me. It's uh, Uno and Yeet, and it goes. And Yeet worked with Uno fast because he's like, yeah, he's one of the OGs of the wave. But to me, Thousand Man Fani reminds me of more like, Dilate an earlier Cardi. Uh, all right, it's but, all subjective, so hey, it is what it but is. But basically, Uno and Thousand Man Fani, like I feel like they can use Rage Beats if they want to. Well, hey, sorry, the kids are saying no, step off. And because the funny thing is that after Yeet and Uno did the song, it came out that Yeet was dissing Uno the year before. So hey, these kids don't respect nothing. Hey, Shopper Suit Convos, we out. Next week, we're going to break down how gangster rap becoming the main form of rap has destroyed a lot of things. Stop listening to Jason Whitlock. What? But he's kicking the truth. No, he's not. A lot of these things that we listen to and we like, we know it's evil. Majority of black kids, majority of black kids aren't out doing all that buffoonery. It's just a few that make everyone else look bad. We know more people who aren't doing that stuff than who are. Of course. That's my goddamn case, nigga. But we got to watch out because. No, we ain't got to do shit. We speaking to people who don't do the bad. The people who do the bad ain't listening to nobody who's telling them not to do it. Hey, get that devil stuff out of here. We're going to break it down next week. Chopper soup combos. I'm bringing that heavenly water swag back. Watch out. I'm spraying niggas.